Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. We're going to be in Acts chapter 6, Acts chapter 7, if you'll turn there. Uh, we're preaching a sermon about a sermon. Uh, preaching a sermon about a sermon, and it's Stephen's sermon rebutting the attacks that we saw last week. Uh, it started in chapter 6, verse number 7, when uh, the church is booming, the gospel uh, increasing, and God's adding to, to his family. Uh, uh, the Bible in verse number 7, the word of God increased, the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, uh, and a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. Uh, and of course, then, verse number eight, uh, 9, then there arose certain of the religious, certain of the religious uh, that were disputing with him, uh, and they could not resist the wisdom uh, or the spirit by which he spake. That's verse number 10. Their attacks, their attacks were twofold. Uh, one, they said, you're trying to destroy the temple, uh, and you're trying to dissolve the law. Twofold. Twofold attack. Uh, you're trying to destroy the temple, uh, that religion that we have, that location that we have, that, that, that fixed set place that we have, and uh, you're trying to dissolve the law. Look at it in chapter 6, verse number 11. Then they bribed men, they suborned men, which said, we've heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses, the law. Uh, Moses wrote Genesis through Deuteronomy, uh, the law. Uh, we've heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God, 13. Uh, and they set up false witnesses which said, this man ceaseth not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place, the temple, and the law. Uh, it's the two things they prided in. Uh, the temple, the law. The temple, the law. Uh, the temple, we have a place that no one else has. They prided in that. Uh, we have a place that no one else has. They, they prided in that. And the law, the law, we're stricter than anyone else is. Uh, we follow more rules than, than anyone else does. Uh, he's trying to destroy the temple. Uh, he's trying to dissolve the law. By the way, it's interesting that it's the same attack uh, that they leveled at Christ. Uh, they leveled the same attack. This fellow said he'd destroy the temple. And in three days, rise it up again. Raise it up again. Uh, and the temple, uh, the law. Uh, your disciples are doing that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Uh, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Is it lawful for a man to put, his way, put away his wife for any cause? Uh, is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar? Lawful, lawful, lawful. Master, what is the great commandment in the law? Uh, Moses in the law said uh, she should be stoned, but what do you say? Well, the two attacks were about the temple and about the law. He connects them with Christ. Verse number 14 of chapter 6. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy, shall destroy this place, the temple, and shall change the customs which Moses delivered to us. He wants to destroy the temple. He wants to dissolve the law. By the way, we've so made Christianity about rituals and rules and uh, religion, we've elevated it to a place that displaces, uh, elevated it to a place that replaces our heartfelt relationship with Christ. 
checking boxes, checking boxes, right location, right place, right building, and then following that, that punch list of rules. You say, Pastor, you mean it's not about my external rules or my, my religi- religious routine? You're, you're, you're really trying to say that it's about a personal relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. And here, here they're attacking Stephen about that. Uh, Here, uh, they're attacking him about that. Uh, And he preaches a whole sermon, chapter 7, in in, uh, uh, refuting uh, uh, that. Uh, And and they're insecure. They get nervous. And when the invitation is opened up, they don't walk an aisle to get saved. Uh, They walk the aisle to kill Stephen, to stone Stephen, to bite and devour uh, Stephen, to gnash on him with their teeth. He's trying to destroy the temple. Uh, He's trying to dissolve the law. Uh, Look at it in verse number 1 of chapter 7. Here we go. Then said the high priest, are these things so? Hey, make no mistake, this is a religious inquisition. Make no mistake. Uh, The religious are attacking. Make no mistake about that. Uh, It's the high priest saying, are these things so? Verse 2, and he said, men... Brethren and fathers, hearken. Two points saying what it's not about, uh, and a couple points saying what it is about. A sermon about his sermon. Uh, Number one, Stephen says, it's not about a holy religion. Write it down. Uh, It's not about a holy religion. Or, uh, if you want to put down a holy place. Uh, Or, if you want to put down a holy location, their, their attack. He's trying to destroy that, that temple on that site, that temple mount. That's the only place to be, to, to commune with God. And Stephen says it's not about a holy location that makes us more spiritual just because we're physically there. A building that's shaped architecturally with a steeple, a church that's shaped architecturally like a church does not make it a church. It's what's happening inside that makes it a church. In fact, it's the people inside that are the church. And so they're saying it's only the temple. It's only the temple, that place, that that location. That's the place to, to, to meet God. And Stephen says it's not about that. Look at verse number two. And he said, men, brethren, fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia. God was meeting with Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia. Uh, The Ur of the Chaldees, Haran. uh, uh, He was walking with God there. God was meeting him there. Uh, If it was all about just Jerusalem, all about only there, by the way, that's one of the reasons why they hesitated getting the gospel out to every nation. Uh, getting the gospel out to to all creatures uh, is because they thought that not only were they the chosen people, but they were the only people. It's about this place, this place. Uh, And Stephen starts out saying, well, well, God actually met with Abraham in Mesopotamia. Uh, Look at verse number 9, Joseph. And the patriarchs moved with envy, and they sold Joseph, Abraham, Mesopotamia. God met him him there. Uh, Sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him there. Hey, if it's about that temple, that, that one location, that, that, that one place, hey, pray tell me, then why did God meet Abraham in Mesopotamia? Uh, and then why did God meet Joseph 
in Egypt. Look at Moses. Look at verse number 30. But the first point is it's not about a a, a holy religion, a holy place, a a holy location. Look at verse 30. And when 40 years were expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, Boy, at Haran, or the Chaldees, Mesopotamia, and then uh, and Egypt, and, and now in the wilderness in Mount Sinai, an angel of the Lord in a flame of fire in a bush. Boy, he's building his case. Uh, you're attacking me saying, I'm trying to destroy the temple. Uh, let me just go on record by saying first, first, uh, it's not about a, a religion, a place, a location. Uh, it's not about that. God met with Abraham uh, other than there. God met with Joseph other than there. God met with Moses in the wilderness. Wherever God is, is a holy place. Look at verse number 31. Talking about the burning bush, Moses' wilderness, Mount Sinai, that burning bush, verse 33, God saying, take your shoes off for the place where thou standest is holy ground. You realize it's not about the bush, right? You realize it's not even about the fire, right? It's about the person and presence of God. What made it a holy place wasn't about that bush, unlike any other bush, that that shrubbery that they have there. Well, a lot of times what people would do today is they'd start that as the center location of their new religion. They'd call it the Burning Bush Baptist Church, right there, right there. And Stephen says, no, it's not about the place, the location. It's not about a a holy uh, religion. What makes it holy is the presence and person of God. Look at verse number 38. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. Look at 48. Uh, If you're missing it, Stephen would say in 48. Let me just summarize what I'm trying to say. Hey, God met with Abraham uh, back there, uh, and Joseph back there, uh, and Moses over uh, there. Uh, and if you're still not getting it, 48, how be it the Most High dwelleth not, dwelleth not in temples. You're, you're accusing me, attacking me. You're, you're, you're taking me to task because uh, you're saying I'm trying to destroy the temple. Uh, let me just say, number one, uh, it's not about a place, a location. Uh, it's not about uh, the temple made with hands, as saith the prophets, 49. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Uh, what house will ye build me, saith the Lord? It's not about a place. Wait, it's not about a, 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 a place. It's about the person and presence of God. Uh, and to take it a step further, Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost? To take it a step further, seek the Lord, feel after Him, find Him, because He be not far from every one of us. If we ever elevate a location above the Lord, we've lost our way. If we ever elevate a a place above the person and presence of God. Boy, we have strayed and missed the point of that personal relationship with the Lord. So number one, they're attacking him. He's trying to destroy the temple. He's he's trying to destroy the temple. Uh, Number one, it's not about a a holy religion. Uh, Put down number two, uh, they're then saying, well, he's trying to dissolve the law. He's trying to dissolve the law. Uh, And he says, number two, it's not about holy rules. 
It's not about precepts number or, or a place number one. It's not about precepts number two. It's not about a, a holy location number one. It's not about a holy list of do's or don'ts number two. And remember the attack. Chapter 6, verse number 13. They set up false witnesses which said, he's blaspheming the law. Uh, he's destroying this place. Changing the customs which, which Moses delivered to us. The law. Uh, he's trying to dissolve the law. Uh, and, and, and at this point, he, he basically says, well, well, number one, you guys haven't even kept the law. Look at verse number 52 uh, of chapter 7. The attack, two-pronged uh, attack. Uh, you're destroying the temple, you're dissolving the law. Destroying the temple, you're dissolving the law. Uh, and he hit that uh, with Abraham in Mesopotamia and then Joseph in uh, Egypt and then Moses in that, the wilderness and a lot of different places in between. Uh, but then, dissolving the law, look at verse number 52. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? Well, you're priding in the law uh, and you're breaking the law. Look at verse number 53. Who, your fathers have received the law by the disposition of angels, say it with me, and have not kept it. Say it with me again, and have not kept it. Hey, before you base your religion on rules, before you base your religion on, on law, don't ever forget we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. Whoso keepeth the whole law, yet offends in one point, is guilty of all. And all of us are guilty of all. And so, uh, he's trying to destroy the temple. He answers that. Uh, he's trying to, to downplay. He's trying to dissolve the law. And he says, well... Concerning the law, you haven't even kept it, number one. And number two, you misunderstand the purpose of it. You misunderstand the purpose of it. Well, he gives us a great historic account from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, uh, into Egypt, verse 9, 10 through 19, describing their hardship in Egypt, verse 20, in which time your boy Moses... Well, you're making much of Moses. Your boy Moses was born, 20, 22. Uh, and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of Egypt, 23 through 28. Uh, Moses being misunderstood in his attempt to help. And 29, then fled Moses. 30, Moses was at the burning bush. 31, when Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight. Uh, 32, uh, more Moses. 35, more Moses. And he says, you guys are making a big deal about the law. And by the way, Moses and the law are a big deal to the point that they're pointing you to the Lord Jesus Christ. They're a big deal to the point that they're pointing you to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if they're not pointing you to a closer relationship with him, you've missed the point. And so Moses, 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 11 times in two chapters, 37 this is that Moses. Let me quote your guy. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you uh, of your brethren, like unto me, him shall ye hear. Say it with me. Him shall ye hear. It's a lot like um, the elevation that uh, uh, Psalm would give to Mary, and they forget that 
uh, at that wedding of Cana of Galilee, he said, uh, uh, hear him. Whatsoever he saith to you, do it. Boy, it's about him, about his word. Hey, listen to him. Uh, and here in a similar way, Moses, Moses, Moses. Hey, your boy Moses said, a, a prophet like unto me shall God raise up. Hear ye him. By the way, what did the Lord Jesus Christ say? Uh, when they came to him and they said, Master, what's the great commandment in the law? The law, it was all about the temple. It was all, is everybody following me on this? It was all about the temple, all about the law. They prided themselves in this. Master, what's the first and great commandment in the law? Uh, and Jesus said the first great commandment in the law is this, thou shalt love. Thou shalt love. It's not about the law, it's about love. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is like in the first. Thou shalt love. Thou shalt love. It's not about law, it's about love. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, I, I like what um, uh, 1 Timothy chapter number 1 says. Uh, we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Uh, we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully for the law made nothing perfect. This is the Bible, okay? This isn't me just talking. The law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. Christ in you, the hope. He's our blessed hope. Christ in you, that hope. The law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. I like the verses that, that Forrest quoted. I don't think I have them on the screen for you, but if you listen closely... Uh, in Galatians, uh, Paul talks about this. Chapter 2. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Uh, and then in chapter 3. Uh, no man is justified by law uh, in the sight of God. Uh, and then the question... Uh, chapter 3, 19, wherefore then serveth the law? What's the purpose of the law? Wherefore then serveth the law? 24, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. Uh, it's like a school bus. The law is our schoolmaster pointing us to. The law is that school bus driving us to. Boy, it's good to the point that it points us to God but if you miss that point, you've missed the point. Uh, wherefore then serve the law? It's our schoolmaster. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Uh, therefore, we conclude that a man is not justified, is justified by faith, uh, not by the deeds of the law, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Boy, and they were elevating their, their rules and their regulations that that, that location, the temple, that place, and their, their, their pre-steps uh, to the point that it was displacing their relationship with God. They thought it was an end in itself. Uh, they thought checking a few boxes was, was what it was all about, uh, uh, that holy religion, that, that, that holy set of rules, rather than a heartfelt relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody remember in Numbers chapter 21 when... Uh, the people were murmuring against Moses and complaining and griping and sinning. And then God sent fiery serpents. Anybody remember that story? Uh, those fiery serpents bit, bit, 
uh, those Israelites that were murmuring, griping, and of course the Bible says speak evil of no man, and uh, in fact, those that were attacking Stephen about, you're breaking the law, we're breaking the law, uh, in the way they were approaching Stephen. And so uh, God sent fiery serpents, but he also sent a solution, uh, a serpent of brass on a pole that was lifted high. Now keep in mind, it was supposed to point them to God. Uh, it was supposed to point them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, all they had to do was look and live. Uh, all they had to do was look and live. Well, pastor, uh, how do you know it points them to Christ? Because John three fourteen, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him uh, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Where that thing that was to be pointing them to God, that, that thing that was to be pointing them uh, to a relationship with God was elevated to a place where it displaced their relationship with God. In fact, in 2 Kings chapter 18, Hezekiah did that which is right in the sight of the Lord. Verse 4, he removed the high places and break the images and cut down the groves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made for under those days, the children of Israel did burn incense to it. This is 800 years later. They were worshiping it, revering it, uh, burning incense to it, uh, elevating it uh, way above where it should have been. Hey, that's how I grew up. That's what I knew about. That's the, the, the religion that I'm used to. And Hezekiah took that brazen serpent that, that they, they were revering uh, and threw it down, uh, broke it in pieces and called it Nehushtan. Only a piece of brass. Well, it's only a piece of brass. When it stops pointing you to God, uh, when it stops driving you to the Lord, when you think that it's uh, an end in itself, when those rules become that spiritual litmus test to whether I'm right or whether I'm uh, wrong, whether I'm close to God, whether I'm uh, uh, away from God, uh, when it's about the rules being the litmus test rather than, did you talk to him this morning? During the song service, were you thinking about him? You spend time in prayer, thanksgiving. Why did you take time to just thank God for salvation for Jesus, for, for all that he's done for you? That, that relationship, that relationship, that, that relationship. And, uh, it's not enough to have the mechanics uh, of a relationship without having uh, a relationship. The place of my marriage, the place uh, is my house, the house we live in, the place. Uh, but it's more than that, way more than that. Uh, the rules, okay, I'm not going to uh, 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 find uh, uh, immorality or look outside of my marriage uh, covenant. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's the rules and that, that place. But, but if all I do is go home to a house and all I do is follow a few, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, but never talk to Charlene. Never open up. Uh, never communicate. Uh, never share vulnerabilities and life's dreams and uh, have a heartfelt relationship uh, with her. Uh, it's absolutely no marriage at all. And in the same way, it's a lot easier to just go to the place. It's a lot easier to just keep a few rules. Uh, but God wants so much more. A closer relationship than that. Put on number three. 
Uh, and so they're attacking him. You're trying to destroy the temple. And he says, it's not about a holy religion. You're trying to dissolve the law. It's not about holy rules. It's not about a place or precepts. It's not about a, a location or a list of rules. Number three, it's all about a heartfelt relationship. It's all about a heartfelt relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and when your rules, that place, those traditions are superseding, uh, when those rules, that, that place, those traditions are preeminent to uh, that relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we saw it in chapter 6, 14, for uh, we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered to us. Please keep in mind, it's never been about a religion or about rules. It's always been about a relationship with Christ. And to be honest with you, it's not that Stephen was changing any of that. They had changed that years ago. Okay, if I'm at this place, then I'm spiritual. That's the litmus test. I'm more spiritual. If I follow this list of rules, in fact, let's make the list longer. Let's, let's add uh, rules. Pharisees, and uh, let's make a uh, whited sepulcher, uh, which indeed appears beautiful to men uh, without, but within it's hollow because there's no relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we took the time, we could see how Christ gives liberation. Uh, whom the Son hath made free, he's free indeed. Liberation. Uh, and then he gives reconciliation. Liberation this way which is the first great commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Uh, liberation, but then reconciliation this way, uh, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Boy, if you're missing that, everything else crumbles to the ground. Again, it's not about law, it's about love. It's not about law, it's absolutely about love. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you add a few more rules and keep those rules more strictly than anybody else. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you're this conservative, if you vote this way, if you do this, if you don't do that. No, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love, love one for another. There was a young lady who felt like she was forced to marry this older man and it was what she thought it was going to be when she got into the relationship because uh, that uh, 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 husband um, was a tyrant, was oppressive. Uh, he actually wrote down a list of expectations. I expect you to do this. I expect you to do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, and he would update it on a regular basis. Well, uh, do not do list. He'd actually put them on the refrigerator for her it was so oppressive so just no love there uh, she said in her own words that god was gracious uh, in that he took her husband to heaven or wherever he went uh, took her husband <laughs> away from her early and praise the lord for that she said <laughs> with no intention to remarry she uh, met a, a a man more her age and had a lot more in common she uh, ended up uh, just almost a best friend. Uh, it was a whirlwind of a dating and an engagement and a romance. And, uh, and after that, the honeymoon wasn't over in a day. It wasn't over in a week. Uh, it was someone that she could open up to, someone she could share her heart with. They shared dreams together. 
Uh, They were on a journey called life uh, as one husband and wife. Just the joy, just the joy of uh, of having that love relationship. Uh, She was cleaning out the garage one afternoon and uh, she had old boxes from her previous life. And uh, opening one of those old boxes, she came across one of those lists. uh, And she said she shuddered, stopped in her tracks, shuddered. Uh, As she remembered how oppressive Oh, yes, he was moral. Oh, oh, yes, he went to the right place. Oh, yes, he, uh, he didn't go outside of the rules of marriage, but, but he was oppressive. And uh, as she read that list of rules, she shuddered at first until she, she relaxed and started reading the expectations, the do's and the don'ts. Uh, and then it dawned on her, she was doing all of those things in that new relationship, and her husband never asked her to do any of them. She was doing all of those things in her new relationship, but it wasn't because someone was pushing her and oppressing her uh, and demanding of her. It was because she loved him so much. She wanted to just express that uh, and just uh, love him and be the the best companion and him to her and her to him. That love in the relationship made all the difference in the world. It's not about a holy religion, Stephen would say. It's not about a holy set of rules, Stephen would say. Uh, He would say it's all about a heartfelt relationship. And lastly, number four, write it down, the honest results. The honest results. And by the way, if your religion doesn't give you a happier home, your religion is broken. If it doesn't give you a more peaceful spirit, your religion is broken. If it doesn't give you calmness and a, a walk with God... Boy, that religion is absolutely broken. Uh, Look at the honest results. Uh, I have listed two groups here, the carnal, the spiritual. Uh, I I think it's probably more accurately described as the religious are looking down on him. The religious are demeaning him. Uh, The religious are, are attacking him, biting and devouring him, criticizing him. The Christian, Stephen, while the religious are looking down on him, Uh, The Christian is looking up to him. Uh, His heart is fixed uh, on the Lord. The religious, look at 54. Uh, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. They gnashed on him with their teeth, the religious. And and of course they did. Their carnality, that that pride that they had, as as Stephen is simply sharing. Stephen is simply sharing about, uh, it's not really about a a, a holy place. It's not really about a holy uh, list of rules. Then they cried out with a loud voice, 57, stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord, yelling and stopping their ears and, and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. Uh, Stephen, point number one, it's not about religion, and the religious killed him. Uh, Stephen's saying it's not about a a set of rules, and those that were keeping a a sterile set of rules stoned him and killed him. You say, Pastor, uh, I don't have any problem with that. I would never uh, pick up stones. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. There are those that speak like the piercings uh, of a sword. Uh, And we can do as much damage uh, criticizing, criticizing, criticizing. Uh, Why? Because for the religious, when you criticize someone else, it makes you feel better. That pride, that pride. 
And so for the religious, they're biting, devouring, they're cutting, they're killing, they're, they're stopping their ears, they're, they're running on him. But, but to the Christian, look at 55. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God. Look at verse number 2 again, the contrast between where he started in verse number 2 when he said, Men, brethren, fathers, hearken, the God of glory... The God of glory appeared unto his fathers. He started out talking about the God of glory. Uh, and now in verse number 55, he's seeing the glory of God. 55. He being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up, looked up steadfastly into heaven, looking unto Jesus, the author, finisher of our faith. This is a Christian, not the religious. The religious are looking down. The Christian is looking up to God. He, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven, saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Uh, and he said, Behold, I see the heavens open, uh, and the Son of Man standing uh, on the right hand of God. No wonder the chapter before, when they looked on him, they saw, as it were, the face of an angel. Well, he had the face of an angel. The Christian does. The religious is scowling. The, the religious is fault-finding. The, the religious is criticizing. The, the religious is uh, attacking. The, the, the religious is, he's not following our rules. We're following more rules than he does. The religious looking down. Uh, but the Christian, uh, he has heaven on his face. Not hatred. Not hatred for the ones that were attacking him. Uh, not horror for what was going to happen to him, but heaven because of what Christ meant to him. Look at 59. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God, saying, Stephen, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Remember another one that was a lot like this. Into thy hands commend to you my spirit. Jesus Christ. 60. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And again, there was another one that said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The parallels. The parallels. Uh, are so striking between uh, the Lord, how uh, the Lord, they suborn men, bribe men, false accusations uh, against him, and then uh, attacking him, and belittling, condemning him, and then, then, then uh, uh, not stoning him, but, but crucifying him. And, uh, and, and so much how the Lord responded to them, Stephen is responding to them. Uh, well, one would say, I'm disillusioned with organized religion. Stephen would say, so am I. <laughs> That's what killed me. Someone new to the church might say, well, I'm, I'm just disillusioned by religion. And Christ would say, yeah, yeah, so am I, because uh, that's what crucified me. By the way, I've never one time invited someone to join a religion, but I do invite everyone I possibly can to begin a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, back in the church I grew up, back in the religion I was a part of, religion, 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 uh, and, and can I point you to someone that has no faults, is perfect, will never let you down, will never, never disappoint you. Uh, and if you follow him, not following a man-made or following a set of rules or someone's personal agenda, but, but begin a relationship following him, uh, I promise you it'll be nothing but not over here, uh, oppressive, that demanding, that list of rules. It'll be over here that 
that yes, that love relationship, that, that yes, it will play out in your life. Your life will be changed, but it's not because someone will be forcing it. It's because someone will be transforming it. Someone will be renewing it from the inside out. Uh, I began following the Lord when I was 18 years old. And I bowed my head, and I opened my heart, and I trusted Christ as my Savior. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.